It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It is conference championship time in the NFL, and we've got two matchups. The four best teams in football are going at it, and we are breaking it all down, giving big picture discussion, keys to victory, and obviously telling you who's going to the Super Bowl. And all this is coming up next on The House Call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Ricardo, Gage, and Joe, and my name is Matt. Before we break down everything, including the conference championships this weekend in the NFL playoffs, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this video, and that is Lids. Lids.com, the number one place for all hats, all teams, all styles, all brands. Obviously, there's hats, there's shirts, there's jerseys, and there's much more from official leagues and brands. They ship free to any store or on $50 orders online, and they've got new codes up every day because they they trying to save you some money, people. I can't even tell you how many hats I've got from Lids in my life. Their brick and mortar store in the Fifth Avenue Mall in Anchorage, Alaska was a staple of my childhood. And now their website is a staple of my adulthood. So hit the link in the description to get your favorite team's favorite gear at Lids. Lids, any team, anytime, anywhere. Now, let's get into these conference championship games. We're down to four, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start in the NFC where we've got an incredible matchup. It's the Detroit Lions in the conference championship game for the first time in 30 years after defeating the Bucks at home in the divisional, but they are going on the road to face the one-seeded San Francisco 49ers who snuck by the Packers at home to advance to their third straight NFC championship game. But I want to start with these quarterbacks because both have been highly scrutinized over the past couple of years, but have been playing good football this season. So Joe, I want to know your thoughts on this man. Give me your thoughts. Who do you trust more in this game? Is it Purdy or is it Goff? It's funny, you know, because I never thought we'd have to have this conversation. Uh, Jared Goff, he's been here before. He's He's been to the playoffs, been to the Super Bowl. He's played in high-profile games. He's done these sorts of things before. However, you know, Brock Purdy has significantly less pressure on him. He's got a really good cast of, of things and, you know, if teammates, he's got a really good wide receiver core. The running back is probably the best one in the playoffs right now. Offensive line's off the charts and his defense is going to keep him in the game regardless of how he plays. So Brock Purdy just has to go out there and play turnover free football. Jared Goff's going to have to win this game for the Detroit Lions. That's the difference here. Uh, so, I mean, from a trust standpoint, I trust Jared Goff, you know, because he's been there before, but at the same time, it's hard to go against Purdy because he's just he has so much less on his plate to be able to do this. He's got so much less to handle. He really is in a better situation. So as much as I want to trust the fact that Goff's been there before, he knows, you know, the lights aren't gonna be too bright for him. Brock Purdy's playing at home. He's got his full, you know, just cupboards full of talent. Brock Purdy is in a significantly better situation. So as much as I want to trust Jared Goff, I'm going to take Purdy in this one. I trust him to not make the mistakes. I think that, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to be in his ear and make, listen, make the smart read, make the smart play. Because at the end of the day, San Francisco's defense is better than Detroit's is. And that's just the, that's the bottom line of it. You know, you don't really have anything to worry about if you're Brock Purdy. Hey, play a turnover-free game, play inside the system. Don't do anything crazy. And you're probably going to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to trust Brock Purdy in this. That being said, it, it's definitely a lot closer than I really thought it was going to be. Purely from the fact of the, that I don't know if Brock Purdy can handle the situation. It really is going to come down to it. Because just because I'm saying it's easier for him, and he doesn't have as much pressure on him, doesn't mean he's going to perform at that level. He could fuck yeah. this up. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
No doubt about it. I mean, Purdy, obviously, like you mentioned, he was like really bad last week up until that last drive. And then, you know, he made a play on that last drive. And that's what all that's what you expect from a quarterback that is getting as much praise as he is. You know, you expect him in a big spot to come through in the moment. And he did. But if he plays the entire game like he played last week, you know, maybe Detroit's got a, a, a good shot to win this weekend. But Ricardo, I'll go to you, man. Who do you trust more in this game? Do you trust Brock Purdy more? Or do you trust Jared Goff more? Yeah, I don't think Joe could have said it any better, to be honest with you. And it's not that I don't trust Jared. It's really more so of the opposition and the, the situation that these teams are going into. Obviously, Goff going back to the Bay Area where he played his college ball, you know, so it's a bit of a homecoming for him. So, you know, that's a, another pressure spot there. Um, yeah, just simply, I trust the 49ers defense more than I trust like Detroit secondary, you know what I mean? So that being said, with the help of Kyle Shanahan, I really feel like he's going to be able to direct Brock and Brock. Of course he, he didn't have a, he didn't have his best game last week, of course, until, until when all the freaking chips were on the line, you know, he came through in some big spots, but I I think he's going to learn from that. You know, I think he's going to learn from that. And I know we're going to get into the keys to the game a little bit later, so I'll save that piece for later. But it's not that I don't trust Jared. It's that I think I trust the 49ers defense a little bit more than I trust Detroit's defense and specifically their secondary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the Lions secondary, man. I mean, you look at the yardage they've gave, given up the last five or six games, and it's, you know, 300-plus yards to Nick Mullins, almost 400 to Nick Mullins, you know, 375 to Stafford, you know, a bunch to last week to Baker Mayfield, you know. So they are definitely vulnerable on that back end. But you've seen the points. I mean, they haven't allowed too many points. It's been around 2023. So, you know, that's probably going to what, you know, a, a key to victory for them this week is kind of holding, you know, holding down the red zone and kind of keeping them, uh, you know, to, to limit those opportunities. But Gage, I'm going to you, man. Who do you trust more in this game? It's, is it Brock Purdy or is it Jared Goff? I mean, Ricky kind of hit it at that last point was a big thing I wanted to hit while we talk about this. It's I surely trust Brock Purdy more because of how bad Detroit's secondary is. I think they're pretty, like, even have great weapons around them. Jared Goff, I think, although didn't have the as good a season because Purdy wasn't an MVP candidate until he got dismantled by the Ravens. He's been there before, as Joe was alluded to. He was a quarterback that made it to the Super Bowl. He was part of the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest game we've ever seen between him and Patrick Mahomes, putting up 100 points in that game. And we all seem to forget about that. We always talk about how Jared Goff is so slept on. It's ridiculous. He was the number one overall pick for a reason. He just got a bad shake in L.A. But that's the most win-win trade I've ever seen. L.A. Oh, yeah. Detroit. Detroit uh, Detroit got something to build around, picks, and look at them with Dan Campbell now. L.A. got their ring. And Matt Stafford. Cool. Worked out. Can the biggest thing, the Packers' success last week came that their offensive line kept Jordan Love upright. If the offensive line for Detroit shows up, because they have proven that they can show up against very, very good front fours. If they keep him upright, Jared Goff has a very good chance to win this game for Detroit. Conversely, Detroit's defense needs to put pressure on Purdy because I think Purdy, if he gets far behind, if he gets behind in the game, 
will make mistakes. Kyle Shanahan does not have a good track record coming from behind. And if Detroit gets in that situation, I'm taking Jared Goff with Detroit all day. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jared Goff, obviously, he's, like you said, he's been so slept on this season. And like you mentioned with that win-win trade, while you were talking, I Googled the final results from that Matthew Stafford and uh, that Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff trade. So, obviously, the Rams did a great job. They won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. That's great. You know, but the 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 Lions turned that into Jared Goff, and then they also turned those picks into Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta this year. So, like, like Lions are winning with that trade. Like, they, they like Ricardo just did, Chef Kiss – for what they Wasn't did with that trade. Unbelievable. one of those picks too? No, that, that, I think that what came from their own, what, one of the years that they were struggling when they were, uh, um, you know, down there. Uh, I, they might have traded, they might have traded uh I think they traded off after. picks to get Panay. Well, I'm looking at it right now. He's not on there. Uh, but yeah, they got Jamison Williams with one of those other picks and then oh, Jameer yep, Gibbs yep. and, and uh, Sam Laporta. So yeah, obviously, what a, like, come on, man. You can't do much better than that from the Lions perspective. And you really can't do much better from the Rams perspective either. You got a Super Bowl out of Matthew Stafford. So like you said, win-win trade. But as far as these two quarterbacks go, I think as far as the NFL goes, like these two are kind of in a similar tier. Like they're kind of in that eight to 10 range in the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, they're, they're guys who need a little bit more support than the rest of the you know kind of guys above them do i think to win but jared goff man he's played so good in this postseason so far of the guys who have played multiple playoff games jared goff has the best numbers he's been really good he diced up the rams and he diced up the bucks so jared goff has played great playoff football so far and for purdy listen i mentioned he wasn't good versus the Packers last week for the most most of the game, but he did what we ask all great quarterbacks to do in the fourth quarter when the game is on the line, to do what the best athletes can do even when they haven't had their best game, and that's just find a way to win, and he did that. Obviously, CMC scored the game-winning touchdown, but Brock Purdy led that drive, made big plays, big scrambles, put them in a position to win that game, so he deserves massive credit for that, but as far as who I trust more in this game, I will edge golf just from an experience perspective, okay? He's already been to and won this game, the NFC Championship game, and he's been to a Super Bowl. Purdy, last year we saw he didn't even get a chance to finish it. He got hurt right away uh, to start off the game because Kyle Shanahan decided to block Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end. Nice move, Kyle Shanahan, you dumbass. What are you doing? That was that was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. But obviously, Purdy didn't get to finish the game. Plus, like I mentioned with Jared Goff, he's played great this postseason and down the stretch of the regular season as well. I think he's just in a good rhythm right now. And even though Purdy did come through in the end last week, he was sketchy throughout that game against the Packers defense that is pretty sketchy itself. So I think I trust Goff here a little more going into this matchup. And we've seen the 49ers secondary of the parts of their defense. Their secondary is probably the most vulnerable of any part of their defense. So I think uh, I trust Jared Goff just by slight a slight margin in this game as well. But I want to get into these keys to victory, man. I want to talk a little bit more about this football game because this is going to be a really, really good game. Obviously, if you like betting, I think the spread right now is minus seven and a half. Uh, for the Niners. So obviously a touchdown favorite plus for the 49ers is, in my opinion, crazy going up against the Lions I in this would, game. I would but put that line at four. Yeah, I it's I would put it somewhere similar to the what the Ravens Chiefs game is, but obviously, you know, the 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 betters are sleeping on the Lions a little bit again as well. So Ricardo, I wanted to kick it to you first on this one, man. Give me your keys to victory for each team in this matchup. Yeah, you know, it's really it's it's really a game of matchups. You know, if you look at it, you know, there's there's so many great matchups all over the field. There's Panay Sewell versus Nick Bosa. You know, there's Amon Ross St. Brown versus Ward. I mean, there's Laporta versus, uh, you know, Fred Warner. It's just who's going to win these individual matchups for 
their team to put them in position to win the game. But I'm really looking at is really Detroit's pass rush. And if they're going to be able to, to uh, you know, to rattle Brock, you know, um, kind of similar to what Baltimore did uh, to him when they were just in his face and force all of those, um, you know, those errors that he typically doesn't make, you know, forcing throws and balls getting, because he's forcing things, balls are getting tipped in the air and right. getting picked off. You know, so I'm really looking at Aiden Hutchinson. I'm looking at that front four. I'm looking to see um, if they can win that battle up front. Uh, that That's really the biggest thing for me uh, because if you look at it, I mean, the Packers, as you said, their defense, very sketchy themselves. And, you know, they had Brock out of rhythm, you know. So if the yep. Lions can repeat that and do what they did to Baker, I mean, they had Baker running for his life. You know, they sacked him four times, you know, eight QB hits, um, forced some throws, you know. So if they can repeat that, I really feel like that is the biggest piece for them. You know, CMC, he's going to do his thing. You know, CMC's going to get his yards. You know, uh, um, Kyron Williams got his yards, you know, when, when he played the Lions. You know what I mean? So these guys are – Christian's going to get his yards, you know. So if you can rattle Brock, if you could stop that – and if you can help that secondary, which, as we just talked about, which, what we alluded to is Detroit's, you know, weakness on defense. Um, if you can help them out with the pass rush, I really feel like that's the key to the game for Detroit. Yeah, getting to getting to Brock is going to be really important. And if the 49ers employ the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks strategy last week of just not blocking Aiden Hutchinson on certain plays, uh, I think it's going to work out well for the Lions. I didn't like that was like. Hey, let's just not block the best player on their defense and see how it works out. That was a ridiculous strategy by the Bucks. I don't know what they were thinking on a couple of those ones. But, yeah, obviously getting to Purdy is going to be really, really important to see if they can get him rattled. Gage, I'll kick it to you, man. What do you think? Keys to victory for both teams in this game. Um, I kind of already alluded to um, key to victory for Detroit on the offensive side of the ball is keeping Derek off upright. Biggest thing. If you can hold down Nick Bosa and – when they bring uh, Greenlaw and Fred Warner on um, blitz packages and stunts, if you can hold your own and give Jared off a little bit of time and keep him upright, it's going to be tremendous impact for your offense and for the impact on the game. And especially open up the play calls for uh, ben, jo ben Johnson, right? Ben jo yeah, ben Johnson. yeah, Ben Johnson. And especially give Dan Campbell the freedom to like make Dan Campbell-esque calls on the field and how he wants to run the game. Give if the bet they're at their best when they have the freedom to use their whole play sheet, and Dan Campbell can be creative and free, co calling the game. That's when they're at their best very easily. <clears throat> uh, key for let's go point by point. Let's go San Fran's offense. Get ahead early, big plays early. Get ahead early. Abuse that secondary of Detroit. You gotta come swinging out the gates. You gotta get a lead going ahead because Detroit will answer. I think Detroit will answer. But as I said, coming from behind for Detroit, I mean, for San Francisco, is proven to be an issue for Kyle Shanahan. And especially because it takes Brock Purdy out of what he's good at, what he can play within himself and not have to, not saying Brock Purdy isn't capable of this. It's just not situations he's been put in. And it's in the biggest platform that he could be in at this moment. Mm. So it's not a good situation for him. Defensively, Detroit. Got to pressure Brock Purdy. Got to make the ball come out of his hand when he doesn't want to. 
and got to put him in a position where he struggles with accuracy. Got him. Especially being in San Francisco, you got to get him a little rattled early because he'll be very comfortable. The secondary needs to hold down uh, Debo and Kittle. Those are the big two. And it's easier said than done. If I guess yards, someone's going to. Someone's going to on that team. Big two in the passing game that I think you really need to lock down. And with San Fran's defense, you just got to lock Amon Ra down. Sam Laporte's a little. I don't think he's playing, right? I think Laporte's playing. He should be. I thought he got hurt last week. Um, he got hurt. He got hurt at the end of the regular season, and he's played both playoff games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I mean that for, again, Ricky called it that Fred Warner because I think he'll be tailing uh, San Laporta because just of how much ground Fred Warner can cover and how athletic Fred Warner is. Those are those are big matchups for them. Amon Ra and Fred Warner against Laporta. Mm-hmm. Big thing. You gotta get to Jared Goff. Number one. The offense will not function if you get the Jared Goff. And I don't worry about San Francisco defending against the run. I really don't. Detroit will pound the ball. They will do it. They have two of the, if not the best running back tandem in the league right now. Yep. So look for Jared Goff to get the ball in his hand quick early. Screens, Jameer Gibbs, pound with David Montgomery. The same thing they've been doing all year. And you can't just get you can give up that short yardage if you're San Fran. You just can't give up the huge sixty yard bomb throw on Raw or Jameis Wiseman. You just those are the things you gotta minimize. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you mentioned it with Jared Goff. I mean, you look at his pressured versus non-pressured stats. Like non-pressured Jared Goff might be the best quarterback in football. Like he, against the Rams, he was literally tw- he literally did not miss a throw when he wasn't pressured. He was twenty-one for twenty-one, and then when he was pressured, he was one of six. You know, so I, there's I don't think there's any quarterback with like starcher like splits between when they're pressured and when they're not pressured for Jared Goff. So yeah, that's going to be a huge, huge key to the game for the Niners is obviously getting after Jared Goff. And they certainly have the names on their defensive line to do that. So Joe, I'm kicking it to you, man. Give me the keys to victory for both of these teams in this NFC championship. I think the Lions got to get the ball first here. Uh, regardless of what it is, they either got to win the toss and get the ball. You do not want the 49ers going out there and making you have to play from behind. I think that this game really benefits Detroit if they can force Brock Purdy to drop back more than 30 times a game. Uh, I, I look for both these teams to try to run the ball. Both these defenses were top five in uh, stopping the run. Both of these defenses were outside of the top 15, realistically, in pass defense. Like So there's a lot of weaknesses on the back end in this game, and I honestly think it's going to be which secondary plays better. But realistically, I think what offense, we were talking about which quarterback I trust more, it's which running back is going to be able to get the most yards on the ground here. I think that you know Christian McCaffrey between the tackles and and the things he can do is very, very good. But let's not discount David Montgomery here. I actually think that David Montgomery might just be the key for the Lions winning this game. His, Mm. his work between the tackles, what he's been able to do in the playoffs in the regular season. I mean, you got to remember both these teams rushing and passing are both top five offenses. So it's going to come down to exactly who can stop which aspect of the offense more and get after the quarterback better. I think the Chase Young trade uh, for the 49ers really gets their pass rush going, but I really don't know about him in the run defense. And I think that there's a lot of questions there on the on the 49ers front. I'm not as confident in them as gauges. I think that David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are the keys to victory for the Lions. Get them to make the 
get eight in the box, make them stop you, and then you know run play action. That is the best chance the Lions have. Run, get the run going early, get it going often. That offensive line for the Lions is a strength. That's where they have to go with it, and they want to go downhill. And Dan Campbell's all about being tough and gritty. I would not be surprised if on their opening drive, they probably run 16 plays and they score a touchdown. And I would say probably I'm going to go with a 70-30 split. 70% of them running running the football, 100%. -hmm. You have to control the clock in this game because you have to make Brock Purdy play outside of his comfort zone. Like I said, he's got the least amount of pressure. You have to make him make big time throws. And the only way to do that is to shorten the game and get out ahead. And that's what's going to really ruin the 49ers here. The bad news is, is that they're playing at home. It's going to be quiet for them. They're going to have the opportunities to do what they want to do. And it's going to really, really come down to, can the secondary stop these guys and, and really make the, the 49ers uncomfortable? I think it really comes down to the Lions secondary and David Montgomery to really decide which way this game goes. And that's really going to come down as, and in the offensive line as well for the Lions. I think it's more about what the Lions are able to do on offense and defense on the secondary and on the offensive line and in the run game than realistically what anything the 49ers are going to do. Because if the, the Lions can't stop anything with their secondary and can't get the run established, it's going to be a long night for Detroit. Yeah, like you said, the, I think the secondary is going to be a big key to this game. Obviously, I think, like I mentioned at the start, the spread for this game is crazy considering I think these two teams are really, really similar. You look at their stats throughout the regular season, total yards on offense. San Francisco was second. Detroit was third. It was a four and a half yard dip or a three and a half yard difference. Excuse me. The pass offense. Detroit was second. San Francisco was fourth. A difference of one yard. Rushing offense. Detroit was fifth. And San Francisco was third, difference of five yards. You know, and then defensively, same thing. You look at the you look at the rush defenses as well. They're both very similar. Detroit was second, and San Francisco was third. Obviously, the the big difference is where it comes down to is the pass defense. Detroit was bottom five in the league, and San Francisco was kind of middle of the pack. So that's kind of where the the separation was there. So, um, but obviously, these two teams are a lot more similar than you might think. They're, they have the exact same record in the regular season. Their yardage was almost the same. Their points were very very similar. You know, obviously, San Francisco had a, a few more blowout wins so i think that's what's you know you know kind of shifting the line a little bit but i would not personally i'm taking that seven and a half points that line that line matt that line matt is flat out disrespect disrespectful no doubt seven and a half points in a a conference championship exactly a conference title game like for a team that has has done what the lions have done this year also a team that just got almost upset by the seven seed right exactly Exactly. and they were seven and a half points and they were 10-point favorites versus Green Bay. Obviously, we're lucky to even get the win, let alone cover, you know. And we saw Green Bay versus uh, the Cowboys as well. Cowboys were like 10-point favorites, you know. So the the spreads have not been great this postseason. The underdogs have been doing great. So, yeah, if, if you are betting people, not that I'm giving you any betting advice or anything, but uh, if you are betting people, seven and a half would be a great bet for this game. But like these guys mentioned, I'm going to say exactly what Nick Bosa said in regards to playoff football, okay? The team's who can stop the run and run the football are the best teams in the playoffs. And I think this is what this game is going to come down to. Okay. Um, First, my key to victory when it's lions on offense, Niners on defense, obviously it's the running game. I mean, it's it'll be a huge factor. We've seen the Niners get run on a few times this year. Okay. The Browns ran all over them. The Bengals ran all over them. 
James Conner and Kyler Murray gave them about 230 yards on the ground for the Cardinals. And then the Packers last week, they had a lot of success too. They ran for 136. Aaron Jones had a game over 100 yards. So while Warner and Greenlaw at linebacker have been a deadly combo, we talked about that defensive line a little bit. The defensive line for all the names that it does have, you actually look at their production, it hasn't produced to the level of their names. They have a bunch of great names on that defensive line. Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Randy Gregory, Chase Young. You, you look at those names and you get scared right away. And then you look at the production, they're like, oh, they're not like, they're not all that, you know? So uh, you, while the Lions also, like I mentioned, had a top five rush offense because that offensive line is the best in football. They have the best offensive line in football in that two-headed monster of Jameer Gibbs and like Joe was talking about, David Montgomery, absolutely deadly in the backfield. So I think whoever has the advantage there has a great shot to win. And I think the Lions strength does a great job with that 49ers defensive line that does have a lot of names, but not a lot of production that you might think, you know? So then on the other side of the ball, obviously when it's Niners offense and Lions defense, it's the same thing here. It's strength on strength. CMC led the league in rushing. He's the best back in football, unquestioned. He had 12 games of 70 plus rushing yards this year. While the Lions had the second best rush defense in football and didn't allow a single 70 yard rusher in the regular season from the running back spot this season. Justin Fields had over 100 yards, but he's a quarterback. So so if the Lions can make the Niners one-dimensional and force Brock Purdy to beat them, even if their secondary is their obvious weakness, I think that's got to be the game plan for them there. you got to force that young quarterback, Brock Purdy, to beat you in a situation like that, where the if the Niners can still run the ball effectively, that opens up their entire offense. And if you can't stop the run, you're not going to be able to stop anything for San Francisco because then that opens up their play-action game and Brock Purdy and Mike Kyle Shanahan can open up that entire offense offense and do whatever the hell they want so I think it's going to be in the trenches up front whichever team can run the ball the best and stop the run the best I think that's going to be the team that can win this game but obviously this is going to be an amazing game and we're going to predict it for you at the end but first we got to transition to this AFC championship game let's move on to Baltimore where once again for the sixth straight time the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are in the AFC Championship game. Feel, to, feel free to throw up if you want Chiefs haters after once again beating the Bills in the playoffs. We've seen that movie like a hundred times before at this point, but this AFC Championship for Kansas City is going to be different. It's the first AFC Championship game. They'll play on the road in the Mahomes era and they'll be traveling to Baltimore to face the dominant one-seeded Baltimore Ravens and the man who's about to be two-time MVP, Lamar Jackson, in his first ever AFC Championship game. But I want to start there because I've heard a lot of discussion about Mahomes' all-time rank, but not a lot about Lamar's. Like I said, he's going to have two regular season MVPs as a quarterback. That list is crazy if you look at it. And if he can build on that with playoff success, especially a Super Bowl title, where he is going to rank all-time is going to be interesting. So I want to kick it to Gage first on this one, man. If Lamar wins this game, then goes on to win the Super Bowl, where does he rank in the all-time quarterback ranks? That's that's a little tough. I would put like so many of the Lamar haters just like you can't Sweet. talk. Yeah, Stop. you can't. He even made a huge step last week because everyone's like, "Oh, Lamar should have choked in the playoffs again," and had one of the best playoff performances he could possibly have. Like against a team that just put forty-five points on a. On a very good Browns defense. And we always said, oh, it's going to be a shootout. No, Lamar came out like, I'm just going to rush for two touchdowns and make sure this game's very easy for our defense. Dominate. So if you play like that, it's it's very hard to beat that. 
if Lamar wins this game and then goes on to win the Super Bowl, you really got to talk about how, how good has Lamar actually been. Like, how good is Lamar Jackson at the quarterback? Man. Because you can't just say, oh, he's just like, you can't win a Super Bowl just losing your legs. You can't do it. You got to be able to throw and He'll mm-hmm. prove a lot of people wrong. Will he crack top 10? No. Just no. It's, it's not there yet. If he wins a second Super Bowl, yeah, it's it very much so in play for Lamar. With the MVP accolades, it's all about the rings. It really, it really is. People were dying on the hill of Joe Montana versus Brady for the longest time because of the rings. Until Brady had the rings. And then everyone shut up. So it's it's a prime example of that. The rings, the Jordan LeBron thing always comes down to rings. It's it's in every sport. Rings weigh the heaviest. No one gives a fuck about MVPs. No one it's it's true. It's just honest to God truth. Will it help you for Hall of Fame voting? Yeah. Will it help you in people's minds and arguments? No. It it just won't. Because you get the regular season people, oh, he's only good in the regular season. You can't perform the playoffs. That's really when it matters. So if you can do both, you shut everyone up. So I think this has more riding on this game for Lamar than it does Patrick Mahomes. Even though Patrick Mahomes is going for very, very historic for seven years. But Patrick should be calm as hell. Like It's just another daily office for him, but it means a lot to Lamar in that Baltimore's franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. the The pressure is most definitely on Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, like like you said, Pat. You know, Patrick Mahomes is. This is just another day at the office for him. You know, he's always in the AFC Championship game. You know, so it's a little bit different because he's you know on the road this time. But I mean, you know, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's he's going to find a way to play well in the AFC yeah, Championship. Yeah, we said game. that last week too, going into Buffalo, and we, well, did it really I, fucking matter? I didn't say that personally. I was. Yeah, uh, I said it. I, I, I yeah. said it. Were up one last week. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm glad you guys did. That kind of sealed the prediction pool championship for me. Shout out to you guys for uh, for picking Kansas City uh, or, or for picking Buffalo. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I mean, listen, it's gonna you, Patrick Mahomes is is kind of in that Brady territory for me now. Not as far as his all time rank, but as far as like guys who I'm just like not gonna just summarily dismiss when it comes to a game. Like he's just the guy who I'm just gonna be like, I'm never gonna count him out, even if yeah, he's got did say ten it, toddlers on the starting. field with him. Like, yeah, hey, I don't want to bet against the playoff sheets. You said it. I put it in my receipts for this moment, mm-hmm. and now it's your receipt against me. So exactly, yeah. I, I I was saying it in the regular season, even when they looked bad, I was not fading away from the Chiefs. I was like, listen, I'm like, I am not counting them out. They've got that guy, and they've got the best head coach in football. They got the best tight end in football still, you know. So I'm not counting them out. And you know, sure enough, here they are in the AFC Championship game. I don't want them to be in the AFC Championship game. I I, 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 I want I want the Ravens to win this game. You know, but it's it's just is what it is at this point. Uh, Joe, I'm kicking it to you, though, man. Let's go back to Lamar Jackson. What do you think? If he wins this game and wins the Super Bowl, where does he rank all time? So we, we, we talked a little bit about this before we, we started this episode going, right? And so I'm going to just rattle off some names of guys who have won a Super Bowl and won an MVP the same year, all right? Just the quarterbacks, because there's a couple non-quarterbacks there. Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Those are all of the quarterbacks that have won in the MV- regular season the MVP and then won the Super Bowl in the same year. That's it. Okay. That the list stops there for quarterbacks. That's insane. So if Lamar is able to win the Super Bowl, he's going to be in rarefied air. Now, 
The issue that you run into with Lamar Jackson is not his accolades. It's his statistics. He's not even the best dual, like the dual threat quarterback to ever play the game. He's just not right now. He's not. If you look at the numbers, he's not. He's never, I don't think he will catch Cam Newton in touchdowns. Cam Newton's got 75 rushing touchdowns. I don't, I mean, he was going to catch Michael Vick in yards, but let's be fair here. Michael Vick, if he doesn't go to prison, probably is in rarefied air and is outside of reach. Okay. And like there, Russell Wilson is ahead of him in rushing yards and way ahead of him in passing touchdowns. And we're not even talking about Russell Wilson being in there. And Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl, right? He doesn't have any MVPs, but he's won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, and he's been to what, three? So, I mean, come on here. Let's, what are we talking about? He's been to three, right? So, because he beat the Broncos. Was it two? Is it two? Okay, I'll give him two. He lost lost to the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, he's been to two Super Bowls, won one, lost the other, hasn't won an MVP. But, I mean, he's ahead of him in rushing yards, way ahead of him in passing yards. Cam Newton's way ahead of him in passing yards. I mean, it's just there's a lot of things Lamar has to overcome. Granted, he's early in his career. He's only he's only played, you know, a handful of games. He's played 86 games. That's, you know, way under Russell Wilson, who's played 188, way under Cam Newton, who's played 148, and way under Michael Vick, who played 143. All right. So he's got time to convince me otherwise. I think winning the Super Bowl is a good step in the right direction for him to get into the conversation. But at the end of the day, to be in the conversation where he ranks in greatest of all time in comparison to like how Patrick Mahomes is ranking with what he's done and the accolades he's been able to do with going to like what, this is his seventh in a row or sixth in a row AFC championship game. And he's gone. Is this, it's it's six or seven. It's one of the two. And then he's gone to what, like four, five, four or five Super Bowls. He's won. be his fourth if he goes this year. his fourth, yeah. And then he's won two. So you look at, that's really good for Patrick Mahomes. We already talked about the pace he's on comparably to some of the other greats, specifically Tom Brady. Granted, I don't put a lot of stock in Tom Brady's first seven years because let's be real, that's probably the worst seven years you could take of Tom Brady's career. Just saying. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, everything after that is what made Tom Brady Tom Brady, right? Super Bowls. Well, I mean, let's, okay, it was his defense. He had a really good defense a lot of those years. He didn't really have a lot of weapons. He, he didn't have weapons. His offensive yeah. line was okay, and he had a good running game. I mean, the, the first seven years, he had more 1,000-yard th- rushers than he had 1,000-yard receivers, okay? Let's, <laughs> let's not play this game about what he had and what he didn't have. I'm not getting into that conversation. We're talking about Lamar Jackson here. Lamar Jackson, to me, is probably the most slept on quarterback who's clearly the top, a top five guy in the league right now. It, 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 it blows my mind that he doesn't get the amount of respect he should get. And I, I talked about this earlier in the year, right? When the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers, I wrote mm. an article. It's on the House Call website. You can check it out. I said, why would you trade a first round pick or the picks in general for an aging Aaron Rodgers who may play only three years when you could have given up the same amount of money and picks for Lamar Jackson. It made no sense to me whatsoever that you could have matched the offer that the Ravens got. You could have got Lamar Jackson. And now look what happened. Aaron Rodgers played 73 fucking seconds this year and Lamar Jackson's in the AFC championship game, winning the MVP with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. I also made a short on this as a Jets fan. Yeah. So uh, I literally called it at the beginning of the year. It was like, hey, if you are a QB needy team and you really feel like you can get this guy and lock him up, because he's going to play for a while. Like I said, he's only played 86 fucking games, right? He's six seasons in there, six or seven seasons in the NFL. Quarterbacks are playing into their late 30s, early 40s in some situations. 
And Lamar Jackson does have arm talent. Don't get it. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's never, I don't think he's ever thrown for under, uh, he's had one year where he threw under 60%. It was his first year in the league. Since then, he has been a 62% or better completion rate. He doesn't turn the ball over like Cam Newton does. He doesn't take the hits that Cam Newton and Josh Allen do. He has got the longevity that Michael Vick had. All right. And Michael Vick still got hurt a lot. And he, and Lamar Jackson doesn't do that. He consistently plays the full season. So when you, when you had all these teams and I granted they were maybe looking at the draft, I don't know. And you passed on a chance to get Lamar Jackson for a first round pick. You're a fucking idiot. Dude. The entire so front office of 31 teams is stupid. Dumb. Right, and I take that back. You know, you, you, I'm going to discount the Bills. I'm going to take the the Chiefs out of there. There's probably 28 the, the, teams. The Bengals, yeah. yeah. There's Maybe 28 the Chargers, teams yeah. in the NFL that are that the front offices are are stupid because how you don't give that up for a guy who's who, who's this good? And I get it, right? There's a stigma about him. He he's a he's a run first guy. How much arm talent does he really have? He has probably played the most football with the least amount of receiving talent out of any of the top five quarterbacks. I mean, you, you look how many guys he's had and where, and then those guys leave and what they've looked like. They haven't looked like anything. Stefan Diggs was a thousand yard guy before Josh Allen caught him. Mm-hmm. Tyree kill is a thousand yard guy before jo- before Patrick Mahomes. He's a thousand yard guy after Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Travis Kelsey was good before him. Lamar Jackson has turned pedestrian wide receivers into borderline thousand yard guys. He consistently runs and makes the right decision. Doesn't take big hits. And you passed on him because you were afraid to give up a first round pick. Crazy. If that was Patrick Mahomes, everyone would have done it in a second. If that was Josh Allen, everyone would have done it in a second. This is the third best quarterback in the NFL and you right now, and you didn't even fucking think about it. Unbelievable. Dumb. Lamar Jackson is early on in his career. I don't have a chance to put him in anywhere near the top 10 right now. However, however, if he continues this pace, he will be in the conversation before much longer. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I did the numbers based on his game average of yards rushing. He will have the rushing, the, 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 by a quarterback, he'll have the rushing yards by a quarterback by next year based yeah. on his average. Granted, his last couple of years have been a little down, but he'll have it if mm-hmm. he if he holds to his average. I think it's going to regress a little bit because they're trying to keep him healthy, trying to keep him from running a little bit. But if it's not next year, it'll be the year after. He will be he will have the most rushing yards of any quarterback ever. Crazy. If that doesn't he's, tell you anything about Lamar Jackson, there it is. He's that guy, man. And I'm glad you touched on the teams who passed up on him in the uh, at the beginning of the year because literally everyone had a shot at him at the beginning of the year. That was, That's going to be the first point in my spiel about Lamar Jackson is how dumb uh, all those quarterback needy teams are who didn't decide to, to pick one of the, you know, take trade a couple picks for the the, the greatest, uh, one of the one of the two or three greatest quarterbacks in the world. It's insane. So, uh, Ricardo, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? If Lamar wins this Super Bowl, where does he rank all time? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you know kind of piggybacking off of off of what Joe said. I mean, you know, assuming he wins the second MVP, I mean that's pretty much uh, you know a lock at this point. 
how many quarterbacks have two MVPs and a Super Bowl, assuming, let's say, uh, Lamar wins it this year? Um, because that is a question. You know what, man? I, I, to be honest with you, I never even thought about that before you brought it up today. And I'm like, hmm, you know, that's actually, you know, that's actually not a bad question to ponder, you know, because of that exact statement of how many have two and won a Super Bowl? Who's that? Was People I can think of right away are what, Aaron Rodgers, Tom, Peyton. I've got right? the list right now if you want to hear it. Yeah, please. So the list, all the the quarterbacks who have a super or have one Super Bowl win and two MVPs. Here's the list: Brady, Manning, Montana, Mahomes, Rogers, Favre, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath. That's it. So That's that, the entire eight, list. Eight or nine guys. That's ten guys, and it's ten of the most iconic names in the history yeah. of quarterbacks. So. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? To prove, before you go to Rick, just think of the quarterback names that are not on that list. Not just who is on that list. Quarterbacks that are not on that list, Mm -hmm. like Elway, Marino, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Brees. Brees. never won MVP. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, um, I don't. Man, that's when we put it that way. It's so hard, and and it kind of sounds ridiculous. Then that's such a great point it's such a great question such a great topic matt so kudos to you because it's like when you put it like that it's like oh man like how can how can you leave a guy out it's that tough, has man. that has that under his belt assuming that he does you know yeah mm-hmm. but uh um i don't know man it's just maybe because i've never thought about it before maybe i'm not ready to say you know what yeah he, he could be a, a top 10 quarterback all the time you know but but it certainly puts them on that trajectory to certainly land there when it's all said and done, assuming he stays healthy, assuming, you know, er- everything, um, you know, he just keeps at his pace, keeps doing what he's doing. You know, it doesn't have to do anything different. He just keeps his pace um, and, and, you know, stay healthy because, you know, that's that's the thing with a running quarterback is, you know, durability and longevity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um yeah, you know, I don't really have too much to add to that. Other than that, it's just like, wow, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to do it just yet. But it's also so damn hard to keep a guy like that off of your list when you start really deep diving into it like that. So yeah, I'm gonna get into it, but I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with Joe and Gage. I am gonna get ready to have that conversation as far as top ten goes. But first of all, okay, first thing I want to talk about is like what Joe talked about. Okay, at the beginning of the year. Literally every team in the NFL had a chance to get Lamar Jackson. You had to sign him to a big contract and give up a couple first rounders. Okay. And the Ravens were going to let him go. The Ravens were ready to let him go. They were just saying, hey, anybody can have Lamar Jackson. If you give us two first rounders, you can have him. So now the fact that he's going to win another MVP and has a great chance at a Super Bowl is even more wild. Okay. And also, I wanted to get this off my chest too, because when I thought back at how much time and energy, I wasted on this shit that I'm about to talk about. It pisses me off so much. I had real arguments with Patriots fans that said they would rather have Mac Jones than Lamar Jackson. This is 100% factual. There, It is all, all you guys on the show right now and all of my house call guys that are going to watch this. You can look it up in the chat. The messages are still there, okay? There's actual Patriots fans that said that Mac Jones was better that Lamar Jackson was average and not worth the money and we shouldn't trade for him. Like, come on, like, what are we doing? 
What are we like? You are not even close to being right then, and you're a million times more wrong now. Thank you for wasting my time, so you jackasses. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's one of the worst things that I've ever yeah, had to do in my entire life is debate that. That is so stupid. Now I want to listen. Okay, I want to actually talk about something that is not stupid. And obviously, with this discussion. We're jumping ahead and skipping some steps here. There's a lot that Lamar Jackson needs to do to beat both Kansas City and the NFC winner as well. But listen, okay, if he does do that, I'm here to tell you guys right now, Lamar Jackson is a top 10 quarterback of all time. He's 10, but he is in the top 10. Now listen, okay, I'm going to give you some names, okay? Listen, I gave you the list of guys who have won regular two regular season MVPs in the Super Bowl. It's, you know, 10 of the most iconic names of all time. Lamar would be the 11th on those lists, okay? Those are all Hall of Famers and all all-time legends, okay? Lamar would be up there with them. Now, there's obviously other guys you have to add to the combo. We talked about them a little bit too. Drew Brees as well, just from he's probably the most accurate quarterback of all time in his numbers. Big Ben, obviously a couple Super Bowls. Dan Marino, the pure talent of Dan Marino and the numbers that he put up in the era that he put them up. He's in my top 10 personally, just from the talent perspective and the numbers he put up in the era he put them up. And then John Elway as well, the Super Bowls and the MVP, you know, so, but Lamar Jackson has to be in that conversation. Okay. Because this GOAT debate has a lot of nuances to it. The, the all-time, the all-time debate has a lot of nuances to it. Obviously we're going to judge quarterbacks, not only just on their stats, like Joe was talking about, but on your winning, on your accolades as well, your accomplishments, your impact as well, and the eye test. Okay. Lamar Jackson Passes the impact because we see this Ravens offense without Lamar Jackson the last couple of years when he's got hurt down the stretch with Tyler Huntley. These guys score 13 points per game without Lamar Jackson. And with Lamar Jackson, since he's been there, they score 27 points per game. So the difference between Lamar Jackson and a backup quarterback is literally two touchdowns. Like that is insane for, for any quarterback to have that much impact, you know. And in my opinion, Joe Joe said it as far as the numbers go. And just as far as the eye test go, Lamar Jackson is the greatest running quarterback I've ever seen. Like with my own two eyes, I have never seen a quarterback able to run as much as him. And by the way, the dude's got a cannon. He can throw the 70, he can throw the ball 70 yards with a flick of the wrist. The guy has an amazing arm. So his passing numbers have gotten a lot better. He's gotten a lot better numbers overall as well, just as far as a passer goes. And with the multiple MVPs and a Super Bowl, I think he's He's going to be top 10 ever, and nobody wanted him before the season. And I hope 90% of NFL teams and all you guys talking about, oh, I didn't want Lamar Jackson before the season, feel really stupid because it's an absolutely ridiculous debate. Because, listen, there's, I think Lamar Jackson would be at 10. So my a, a few guys who I would leave off, my top 10 would be Terry Bradshaw. Obviously, he's got four Super Bowls, but I think it was more the defense as far as guys who, you know, the, the reason why he was there. Kurt Warner, you know, he didn't have the consistent success. I don't think Troy Aikman as well. I think he was carried a little bit more by his team than Lamar is. Uh, Roger Staubach, I'm going to be honest, I just didn't see Roger Staubach have anything to do with Roger Staubach. I'm sure he was a dog. I just didn't get to see him. But I think if Lamar wins this Super Bowl, my current 10th-ranked quarterback of all time would be Steve Young. That would be my 10th-ranked quarterback of all time. I would bump Lamar Jackson over Steve Young if he wins a Super Bowl this season because I think Lamar Jackson is one of the greatest that I've ever seen, if anybody wants to add to that. Hey, I mean, don't don't forget, Steve Young was a dual threat quarterback too. I Absolutely, mean, he had four thousand two hundred and thirty nine yards, forty three touchdowns. I mean, he is probably he's right there. I mean, you look at some of the names that are behind Lamar Jackson: Randall Cunningham, Steve Young, Josh Allen's right. He's you know not Josh too far behind Lamar. He's about sixteen hundred yards back. He's got fifty three rushing touchdowns. I think he's got a good shot at catching Cam's yards and total touchdowns in his career. That's why I compare them to each other. I really think those guys are identical to each other. Very similar. <laughs> Very similar play style. I mean. 
Aaron Rodgers is on this list. John Elway's right there. Jonathan McNabb is some of these are just dual threat quarterbacks I mean, that we have in the league and have had in the league. And I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think there's going to be arguments, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl where he ranks and there's going to be people like Matt. There's going to be people like us that just need to see a little bit more. And there's going to be people that's like, no, that's it. That's top 10. And yeah. I think that it's both. Both of them are accurate. They're both, you know, supported ideas. They're both supported opinions because both of them have fact. Both of them have, you know, something that backs them up. And so, I mean, I can't be mad at you for putting him in the top 10. I really can't because he's shown he's that guy. And I am still upset the Patriots didn't get him. I know oh, Gage man. is upset that the Jets didn't get him. And hell, I, I bet Ricardo's upset that yeah, the fucking Raiders didn't get him. Like, everybody upset, on here is like, we had a shot at Lamar Jackson. We didn't get him. You got to be out of your Two damn Two first mind. round picks. Two first. That's it. That's the all Rams we got to do. Gotta... more than that for fucking Matthew yeah. Stafford. They traded a franchise quarterback and two first round picks for Matthew Stafford. Like, that's, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm perturbed not over Matthew here. Stafford. Maui. No, for sure. Matthew Stafford's a dog, but I mean, listen, if you're picking I'm taking Lamar, Lamar and Matthew Stafford, I'm taking Lamar too, you know? So it's, yeah, it's, man, I'm so, uh, like, the fact, because I, I literally, I searched it in the house call chat. I was like, because I remember these, I remember these arguments, and I looked I them up, I reread through them. And I, yeah, exactly. And I reread through them and I just got myself so fucking worked up that I wasted all this time and energy on this stupid bullshit argument. So yeah, I, yeah, really frustrating but I, I i don't know about you guys but i think lamar jackson is the quarterback that i'm rooting for most in this postseason i want to see him you know fulfill his destiny because i think his destiny is going to be one of the top 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time if he decides to you know if, if 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 he you know comes through in these moments but let's actually get to this game man we got some keys to victory to get to so i'm going to go to joe first on this one man as far as the game goes give your keys to victory for both of these teams in the afc championship game it's, I mean, realistically, I think both these defenses are playing out of their mind. Um, you know, both of these, you know, Isaiah Pacheco is on the injury report right now. That's kind of a, is he going to be healthy? He's kind of the leading rusher. He runs that backfield. Lamar Jackson is clearly the leading rusher for the Ravens. He's their guy. I think, you know, it might just come down to Isaiah likely and Mark Andrews now that Mark Andrews yep. is active and playing in this game. Those two Huge. guys, in all honesty, might be there. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking say it right now. Odell Beckham Jr. has an Odell Beckham Jr. playoff game. And that's what's going to get these Ravens over the hump. I do not want to see the Chiefs in the playoffs or anymore. This is done. This is over. Their offense is atrocious. There's no reason they should have made it here. The Bills lit them off the hook. They, they, they lit them off the hook. We knew they, they are who we thought they were, and the fucking Bills lit them off the hook. At the end of the day, I think it really just comes down to Lamar Jackson. I think he's got to win this game. He's got to be what we have just said he is. He's got to be that guy. Yeah. And if he's not, we're going to find out. And it's going to be unfortunate because this is the – if he does not win this game, go, at least go to the Super Bowl, then it's the same same stigma. It's the same same commentary. Oh yeah, storyline. You can you That's... can win games with Lamar Jackson, but you can't win championships with Lamar Jackson. And Baltimore is a story. Is it's got a storied football history. I mean, you think about the names that have walked through the, those those tunnels and been in that locker room. Lamar has to add his name to that list. And I think if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, he'll just be the guy who replaced Joe Flacco. 
Maybe. Yeah. I mean, listen, like, the, if, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, the whole discussion that we just had becomes immediately irrelevant, you know, because it, it doesn't matter. You know, he's got to he's got to win the Super Bowl to to, uh, to to make that discussion relevant, you know. And by the way, Joe, you, you, we were saving picks to the end, you jackass. Why did you, you gave your pick away? You you blew your load prematurely, dog. You, you gave I don't it know away, about that. What I can hell? still pick the Chiefs. You don't know oh, me. Don't. You don't know what I'm going to do. Don't don't pretend like I, I'm some sort of predictable person. All right. Like yeah, I've made yeah. some whacked out stuff after saying some really, really good I, things. OK, you have so, said some very whacked out stuff. Watch every fucking NBA episode. Jesus. Yeah, that's just a complete whack show from uh, hey, from Joe. It's unbelievable. Sometimes I'm right. Yeah. The, what what's the what's the saying about a, uh, even a dead clock is right twice a day? Yeah, that's the that's Joe right there. Uh, freaking jackass gave his pick away already. Uh, Ricardo, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Give me your keys to victory for this game. Oh man, <clears throat> talk about talk about uh, you know a legendary game. Man. You know Mahomes' first uh, AFC title game on the road. Uh, obviously, we saw last week his first road playoff game. But uh, man, that that game, I think it's going to be a complete grinder. You know, I think both defenses are going to be there um, imposing themselves. To be honest with you, I don't. I actually don't see this game being all that high scoring, you know, but uh, to throw some numbers at you, I mean, uh, I know you, you brought up the, the Lions spread earlier. I mean, this spread also um, is currently minus four for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that just, uh, I don't know, man, it just seems, re- <laughs> that just seems really weird. You know, Mahomes is nine, one and one in his career as a underdog. And he has five straight victories straight up as an underdog. Okay. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's no. I mean, I'm a Raider fan, so no. You know, it's no secret. You know who uh, who I'm hoping wins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think this game is going to be a complete, just physical grinder. That Baltimore defense is just relentless, man. Those guys. Uh, I know C.J. Stroud is a is a young rookie, but I mean, these guys, the Ravens, have been assaulting quarterbacks like that all freaking season, man. They've in their last five games, they have they have not allowed over twenty points a game in these la- in their last five games. Okay, and on the flip side, when Lamar Jackson starts, they've scored thirty one points a game in the last seven games. So it's really just going to be a battle of wills defensively, you know, because uh, the Chiefs, you know, have a top five defense this year too. This is the best defense that that Patrick Mahomes is and and Andy Reid have had. And a lot of times their defense has looked like the stronger unit uh, for them. You know, as crazy as that sounds for a Patrick Mahomes-led offense. But, uh, man, keys to victory um, is who's going to make the timely play. You know, and we've seen it time and time again. Um, I think this game's going to come down to who has the ball last. You know, know, they're so evenly matched. We even look at their kickers. I mean... Justin Tucker and Harrison oh, Butker, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like, who's going to make the, the timely field goal? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So um, I don't want to give my pick away just yet, but uh, man, I just see it being a physical, physical, physical battle um, that's going to come down to the absolute wire. Yes. 
That's the that's the hope and that's the goal is we have another game as good as we had last week with Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, these two teams are definitely evenly matched. And like you mentioned, Ricardo, we got two of the top three quarterbacks in football right now with Lamar Jackson and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. But we got two of the top three defenses in football right now, too, with this Chiefs defense and this Ravens defense. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this game plays out. But Gage, I'm going to you, man. Give me your keys to victory for this game for each team for the Chiefs and the Ravens. I'm going to keep it very, very simple on both sides of the ball. Uh, for the Chiefs, your big key factor is just Patrick Mahomes. That is all, all I need It's a good to key to have. It's They've done it all year. They live and die by Patrick Mahomes. And he's going to do what he does. He's going to find Travis Kelsey. He's going to make plays. He's going to score touchdowns no matter which way he has to do it. It's just... No matter how good the Ravens' defense is, it's inevitable. It's just the Chiefs and Patrick Holmes. The big key for the Ravens' defense is Kyle Hamilton. That is going to be huge because I think he's going to be covering a lot of the back-end stuff with Rashi Rice, and he's going to be all over Travis Kelsey. I don't see Roquan Smith being a, like as ridiculous as it's going to sound being a big like difference maker because he's going to do what Roquan Smith does he's going to stuff the run we know what we're getting there we know what we're going to get he's going to get pressure he's going to be tackles for loss he's going to be a run stuff he needs to be he needs to make sure Isaiah Pacheco is a minimal factor in this game but the biggest thing is Travis Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton and how he matches up with him. Because Kyle Hamilton's having an insane year. Absolute insane year. Uh, flip it transversely. The biggest thing for Chiefs defense. Is as Joe said. Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews. That is. You you need to lock that down. Because that's going to kill you. Especially in the red zone. Going to kill you. Like if you're going to lose to like Odell Beckham. Having a vintage Odell game. And putting up a 120 on your head. And two touchdowns. Like you, you got to die by that. You got to die by something. And if it's that. It's that. Some things you got, there's only so much that you can do as a defense. Second thing for key to defense for Kansas City, you have to get Lamar Jackson to the ground. You can pressure him all day, but he's going to extend the play. You need to get him to the ground when you pressure him. You can't allow him to extend the play and let his receivers get up because that's mm. going to kill you in this game. And conversely, Ravens offense. Lamar Jackson extending plays, man. The biggest key. Because it's how you win football games. You extend plays. You make plays with your legs. He's done it all year. All career. And as good as Kinsey's defense is, if he does that, it's going to be a very, very long day for Kansas City. And second key for Ravens offense, you need to abuse and abuse Gus Edwards and abuse that front front four. You need to make Chris Jones take a step back, be on his heels. Because if you can give Lamar time, you, you got the game plan. Like you Jim Harbaugh sorry, John Harbaugh is going to call a great game if he can use both a hard stout running attack as Ravens has always done since he took over. And just let one more play action, get out of the pocket, move it, move the pocket. And it's going to be a lot of trouble for Kansas City. 
Yeah, you guys mentioned some really, really good keys to victory in this game. Uh, and Gage, you touched on the one that I think I am most excited for and I think is going to be my favorite key to victory. And listen, okay, it's like I said, one key to victory. It comes from the Chiefs offense against the Ravens defense, okay? From a viewer's perspective, I know most people want to see Mahomes do his thing, scrambling, getting outside the pocket, making ridiculous plays with his legs, but no, okay? The way this game is going to go is going to be decided on the first downhill run by Isaiah Pacheco, because Kansas City has dealt with a couple banged up defenses in the first two rounds. Baltimore's defense is ready, okay? And you know who's on the other side of the line of scrimmage from Isaiah Pacheco? Roquan Smith. So my key to victory, I got one key to victory is, it's the first play of the game, it's a halfback dive to Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco and Roquan meet in the hole. Who wins? Who sets the tone on how this game is gonna go? That's who I think wins this game. Whoever sets the tone before that first big contact in the hole between Roquan Smith and Isaiah Pacheco running like someone just stole his lunch that in the sixth grade. All right, that is who is going to win this game. That's who I think is going to set the tone for how this game goes. Like Ricardo mentioned, this is going to be a tough physical football game. These defenses are really, really good, and both of these teams are going to want to run the football because I think that's one of, especially the Chiefs defense, that's where they're most vulnerable is in the run. So it is going to be a great, great football game. But finally, Okay, we did not predict these games for a reason. All right, because we were saving it for the end. All right, well, it's the end. Okay, that means it's time. We've got two amazing games, and only one team from each can be left standing. So, Ricardo, I'm going to you first, man. Who's going to the Super Bowl? All righty, here we go. So, I got, (laughs) I'll start with the NFC game. So, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Mm. I'm going with Dan Campbell and the crew and the Detroit Lions. I'm riding with them. I love what they got going on. I love uh, I love uh, the the passion that those guys play with, the, the fire that Dan Campbell brings, and those guys freaking back it the hell up for him. And um, <clears throat> I just, I love the matchup. I, I, I feel like the, the Lions just have all the momentum in, in the world on the field behind them. And I feel like the Niners just scathed by the Packers. You know what I mean? So that seven and a half point line is disrespectful. I don't know if those guys look at it. I'm sure they freaking do, man. I'm they sure, better. I'm sure there's bullets and board material for them to, to hang their hat on. Not that, not that that's that's the main motivation you know the main motivation is holding the Lombardi at the end but I'm going with the Detroit Lions long story short so that's the D uh the NFC now I'm going to the AFC now god this one's so freaking hard man (laughs) (laughs) tough but here's the thing here's the thing I'm an AFC West guy I'm a Raider fan and I will never freaking root for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go Baltimore. Let's go. Let's go, man. Lamar Jackson, this is your freaking moment, man. This is your moment. This is the closest you've ever been to getting into the big game. This is the freaking one of the best defenses. This is, well, this is for sure the best defense you've ever had. But this defense, man, is just a freaking unit, man. They're relentless as hell. John Harbaugh 
is relentless. I mean, you saw him in the game. He was challenging plays when they were up 31-10 in the fourth quarter. Like, this dude, <laughs> this dude oh, shows gas. no freaking oh, mercy, gas. man. <laughs> so, I have the Baltimore Ravens in a tough, physical, close game. I do think the Chiefs are going to cover those four points. I'm not going to lie to you. I do think they're going to cover those four points. But the outright winner, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens, swarming Patrick Mahomes, making it a rough night for him. And, uh, you know, I, I want to see them bang up Pacheco with Queen and, and Roquan. So I'm going to go with the Ravens and the Lions in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Man, listen, that's the Super Bowl that we're all hoping for, I think. I think anyone who's not in the Bay Area or lives in Kansas City is hoping for that Super Bowl right there. And I think we would all be extremely happy with that Super Bowl. I think that's a great pick, Ricardo. Gage, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Who wins the AFC Championship? Who wins the NFC Championship? Who's going to the Super Bowl? So, you know, we've all seen the graphic and all the conspiracy theories for the Super Bowl logo. We've all seen it. Um, I am instead a man of the people. And... Those colors are just wrong. They're only half right. Uh, there will be no red in the Super Bowl. Mm. So, for, I'll start NFC first. Follow suit. Man, Detroit is, that whole city is rocking still. Week to week. And I don't care if it's an away game. Emotion wins and loses you games. And in this case, Emotion is going to win them that game. Like They are playing way tougher football than I think San Francisco is ready for especially playing two weeks in a row, not having the game off. Staying relatively healthy as well is huge. And I just like the way Dan Campbell coaches those guys, man. They have the fire and tenacity, run through a goddamn brick wall every week for that man. And Dan Campbell wants to win the game. He will make every call that thinks that gives them the best chance to win that game. And I think Kyle Shanahan's more reserved, and it works. But you can't play this Detroit Lions team reserved or conservative because it's going to bite you in the ass. You're going to get down two scores, and then you're going to ask Brock Purdy to be the guy that he never asked him to be before. And either Brock's really going to have a big, huge statement game and be the guy, or you just ask too much of the guy that you never asked him before. And is Brock capable? Yeah, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm not going to put my money on there. So I'm with Ricky. I'm with Matt. We all know where Matt's going. He called it a year ago at this point. Give me Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl for the first time in like 50 years. Give it to them. Um, On the other side, I said there's not red in the logo, but there is going to be purple in the logo. I, If this was any other... Pe- Chiefs team, this would be a much tougher decision. But they've proven it's very Patrick Mahomes heavy. Even more so than past years. Like, yes, Rashi Rice has had really come on in the playoffs. Like, really has. Good for him. Travis Kelsey's not a game breaker right now in the playoffs. Has He's good. He's just good. This is a very good tight end. Not a game breaker. The Ravens defense matches up so well against everything the Chiefs can do. And they won't give Mahomes time to create plays. He will have to go with reads one or two. And he'll try to extend it, but I think they contain him. And they're going to run a spy on Mahomes, just like the 
Chiefs will run the spy on Lamar. Simple as that. I think just the defensive talent for the Ravens is just overwhelmingly better than Kansas City's offensive talent. And it's Matt said it perfectly. That first hit in the hole between Roquan Smith and Isaiah Pacheco is going to be very telling of how that is how the game's going to go. And personally, as Matt was talking about it, I was thinking about it in my head. I was like, damn, how would that hit go? How would I could like trying mm. to like envision that hit? Can't We're going to hear it through our TVs, A. Mm-hmm. And B, my money is 100% on Roquan Smith. A negative one yard, an absolute hammer of a hit coming through. He's just Ray Lewis 2.0 in Baltimore. And he's fit everything Ray was for that all Baltimore defense in the Super Bowl winning team. All in Detroit, Baltimore for your Super Bowl. Locking in. It's beautiful selections, fellas. Beautiful selections. I love it. Like I said, this that's that's going to be the ideal Super Bowl for all of us regular NFL fans whose teams are not involved in the playoffs there anymore, or we're, on this panel. we're or we're never involved in the playoffs, really. Uh, all of our teams, I don't think we we're uh, we we're involved in the playoffs. So uh, yes, but that's this is what we want. This is what this is what this is what the NFL fans want. So God damn it, let's see it. I want to see it. Joe, what do you got, man? Give me your picks. Who's going to the Super Bowl? I mean, I, I think both these games are going to be beyond entertaining. I, I really think they're going to be grinding out games. Really, I think the, the Lions 49ers game is going to be high scoring. I think that one's going to come down to who's got the ball last. And honestly, it's not who's got the ball last to score. It's going to be who's got the ball last to turn it over because I really feel like both it's going to come down to Brock Purdy throwing the football and a really like just a lot of not a lot of time left. He's got to have a touchdown. He's down four. Or it's going to be the other way around. Jared Goff's got the football. He's down four. He's got to throw the football. Not a lot of time left. So I, I said earlier when I predicted, when I was talking about the keys to this game, that the Lions had to grind it out. They had to make this a shortened game. They had to control the ball on the ground, which I think their offensive line can do. Brock Purdy throws a game ceiling pick as time expires. The Lions go to their first Super Bowl with Barry Sanders in the building. And just like he's, he, he's, people were saying that he was overrated. I believe it was uh, Skip Bayless. And he said, who gives a shit what that guy says? Yeah. Who's a shit when anyone says about the Lions? You're going to the Super Bowl. Now, looking at this Ravens, or Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs game, Lamar Jackson is going to the Super Bowl. He is going to have an opportunity to do what Cam Newton, Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham could not be a dual threat quarterback and win a Super Bowl. I'm a man of the people as well. America's Super Bowl favorite is going to be the Ravens versus the Lions. As much as we want to see a Taylor Swift versus Eminem Super Bowl, it's just not going to happen. By the way, segue here. I think that from now on, 32 artists should have to pick a team. <laughs> and if that team goes to the Super like Bowl, that. that's the halftime show. That, then, like, you know, oh, that would be the idea. shit, right? Idea. They got a collab. The two Super Bowl teams got a collab for the halftime show. Those are the two halftime artists. That's total segue. I think that'd be awesome. But be you're cool. going to get the Lions and the Ravens. No Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Sorry, it's going to be Eminem's building. He's going to run that shit. And I can't also, wait for it. Matt, before you go again, I forgot to mention, uh, the Ravens will also beat the referees in the AFC Championship game. Look up the stats. We've all seen it. Oh they chose God. the worst crew for an away game. I'm just saying NFL. Well, they chose the worst crew for a home team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not what we want. I think what all we want. refs. I think all refs just suck ass. So I'm not going to trip. I'm not going to. I'm just about saying. To be fair. The NFL is the only 
professional sports league that referees are part-time employees. Every other I'm, sports I'm league has them saying, permanently in place. These the are part-time numbers. employees. They're very disparaging for the head crew chief for this fucking game. Of all games, you had a pick to have this guy referee. All right, listen, okay. I'm looking at the script, Matt. I, I, I got you. The script. But listen, you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to speed past what you just said without even addressing it, okay? I'm going to get right into my spiel because listen, fellas, all right, this is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for for basically a year now, okay? For anyone who knows me or watches the Great Iron segment, you already know what my pick is, okay? It's the same pick I had preseason. In the AFC preseason, I had Kansas City. And when everything looked terrible for them and their offense was stagnant and they lost to some teams that they, they had no business losing to, I did not back off of them, okay? I said, the Mahomes Chiefs are the new Brady Patriots in meeting. Basically, no matter what's going on with them, they will always find a way to win when it matters the most, okay? And sure enough, here we are again in the AFC Championship. While in this game, I have never wanted to be more wrong. I want Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to beat this Chiefs team by 50 points, okay? I am tired of the Chiefs just like everyone else, okay? But I also recognize a mentally tough team, a great coach, and a great quarterback. So listen, I'm going to go different from you guys here. I'm sticking with my preseason pick. I got Kansas City going into Baltimore and beating the Ravens 20-17. to 17, And I really hope I'm wrong because I love Lamar and I want him to fulfill his destiny. But damn it, I think Mahomes is going to do it again. And we're going to have to deal with Brittany and Jackson Mahomes and Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. And we're all just going to have to be okay with it. Okay. But now in the NFC. Okay. Again, everybody knows where I'm Jason going. Kelsey will be there. Yeah, Jason well, Kelsey will be there. That'll be cool. But listen, that'll be nice. <laughs> to be fair, I am here for more shirtless Jason Kelsey slime and beers. Let's that was cool. That, I'm that was cool. We can definitely live with that, but I don't know if it outweighs all the all the the no. Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes no, stuff. Uh, but listen, okay. Now in the NFC, listen again. Everyone knows where my pick is going, where, where I'm going, and honestly, the fact that you guys all picked them makes me nervous. Okay, now I'm extremely nervous because all you guys picked the Lions. They they do well as the underdog. Okay, that's what they that's their that's their goal. They they do well as the underdog and they dominate as the underdog. The fact that people are picking them makes me nervous. All right. But listen, my pick is no secret. My pick is the same pick I had before the season. My pick is the same pick I had when Joe led me in with a question about this team potentially running their division in the future on a gridiron episode on January of 2023. My pick is the same pick I put in the house call main chat on December 12th, 2022. Check the goddamn tape. When this team was six and seven and third place in their division, okay? Even when this team has not looked like a Super Bowl team, even when I have been mocked for this pick, even when people told me this team was fraudulent, even when people told me teams like the Cowboys and the Eagles were better, I never once wavered i stood my ground and that's why in this moment i am humble okay there goes my light god damn it because on december 12 2022 i picked a team that had not won one playoff game since 19 or that had won just one playoff game since 1957 since before they were even playing the super bowl to go to the super bowl okay the only nfc team that has never been to a Super Bowl, to go to the Super Bowl. And that now is just one win away from being correct. And may I say, humbly say, respectfully say, 
it is one win away from being one of the greatest predictions in the history of sports predictions. So with that being said, Lions, Lions, Lions. First Super Bowl in franchise history, 26 to 23. The Detroit Lions will be in Super Bowl 58. And if they are, this one goes down in the history books, not only for the Lions, but for the entire city of Detroit, but for myself and anyone who has ever predicted anything. Let's go, Detroit. We are in this together. You should have put a dollar on it, Matt. You would have had money. I would have had money, but guess what? I don't have any money, so I'm not risking a dollar, any money, man. I'm broke. I'm not, I'm not risking it. nothing. I'm broke, and I'm scared, all right? But I'll tell you something <laughs> right now. The Lions are going to the Super Bowl, and ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be beautiful, and we are going to have a couple of amazing championship games this weekend. I, for one, cannot wait to watch it, and it's going to be amazing football to watch. But that is going to do it for us today on the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Comment down below who you think is going to win these championship games, who is going to the Super Bowl. Again, thank you to Lids for sponsoring this video. Shout out to the rest of our sponsors. That's Coffee Bros, Vivid Seats, SportMarabia.com, Pillow Fight, Fubo TV, and more. If you want to check out any or all of our sponsors, the links are in the description. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. At the House Call Sports, we got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We're up on threads. We've got merch. You can meet our crew, and we've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. Go Lions, baby. That's going to be it for us. Peace. Start to finish. My bad. Like four playoff games that he's played, start to finish. He's been he's been great for them. Okay, he's been he was an MVP candidate for a reason. Okay, and let's not.